everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cowboy Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, please take a minute to rate our podcast. It will help others find it. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week, we're hearing from our friend Christian, who has a really great topic for ACAs, Overcoming Perfectionism. Please enjoy. Every five minutes. Uh, hi, I'm Christian. I'm an adult child. Hi. It's nice to be here. I, I sometimes come to this meeting. I haven't been too often lately, but I, I have been a, a regular attendee here at different times in the last four years that I've been doing this, this program, four and a half years. And I was really grateful to be asked to speak. Uh, I was asked to speak a few months ago, and I had to say no because I... I had a vocal cord injury and I, I couldn't speak for a few months. I, I had a paralyzed vocal cord as, a, as an unfortunate um, complication to some surgery I had, but it's, it's luckily come back and my voice is back. And uh, it was really interesting to, to not have a voice for a few months and to think that it might not recover because that was one of the possibilities. And I, um, it was kind of a scary proposition but I, as I was saying to Anne it's like I had to learn to be a listener for, for a while and that wasn't always a great skill of mine and I, I learned to be uh, a really active listener and it was a uh, uh, the silver lining to this situation and before I get into my you know my quote from the big red book and talking about it I have to say I I was uh, I went to the annual business conference of ACA a few weeks ago. It was in Sweden. And it's, I, I'm the New York representative to the World Service. And so I was sent there by, by the New York Intergroup. And uh, there were people from the Middle East. You know, I met some people from Tehran. I met people from Tel Aviv, from Israel, all over Europe, um, all over North and South America. Uh, nobody from Asia, interestingly. But there were, I think, 300 people from 28 countries. And and here's what was great. When I told them I was from Brooklyn, people, I, th I think 10 different people said, oh, do you know Tuesday Toolbox? And I was like, yeah. They was like, oh my God, the SoundCloud recordings of that meeting have been such a great touchstone for me. And I just got goosebumps saying it. But people listen to this recording all over the world. This meeting is famous. And, it, you know, and I, I sort of, I'm like, why do they record the meetings? That's so stupid. But I realized, you know, I mean, this is listened to all over the world. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we I mean, I take it for granted that because we have so many meetings in New York and this recording will get heard by people all over the world. So we're carrying the message and uh, Tuesday Toolbox, you know, Brooklyn represents. So, <laughs> so I was asked to, to pick something from the Big Red Book. And I have to say... I brought my big, big red book because I want to show you what I did to it. Uh, when I got it, I thought, oh, that's such a big, thick, heavy book. And, you know, and I have a long um, time in AA. 
before I came to ACA. And I, I'm, very, I'm one of these sort of people that when I first got here, I thought that the recovery is in the steps. And I, so I, what I did was I, I took my bread knife and I cut out chapter seven, which is the section on the steps. And I just put the rest of the book away. And, and I carried this around because I thought all I need to know is, is the 12 steps. And the rest is kind of extra fluff. Um, and that's actually wrong because there's a lot more than the steps to recovery. But anyway, this is my little mini step book <laughs> within uh, the big red book. So, and you know, what I, the way that I really, I, I've never read the big red book cover to cover and I'm gonna do it this summer. Every summer I have a reading project and I've done like all the works of Faulkner. I've done James Joyce's Ulysses one summer. I've done all the poetry of T.S. Eliot, which is what I wrote my thesis on. And this summer it's gonna be the big red book. So less exciting perhaps than T.S. Eliot, but. Um, and the way that I access the big red book today is every day in my inbox, I get the ACA meditation of the day. And, it's, and it just appears, because I signed up for it on the, you could, every, anybody here can sign up for the, the meditation of the day through the adultchildren.org website. And so, and it's free. So you don't have to buy that book, the meditation book. You get it, the daily thing for free. So today's May 14th, uh, our ACA meditation of the day. Uh, it's, the title is Letting Go. <clears throat> and the quote is, recovery is not about perfection. It is in the becoming that we experience the promises of recovery. And that's from the big red book page, Roman numeral XX1V. So it's in the preamble to the, it's 20, page Roman numeral 24. I'll read it again because it's kind of a hard one to, recovery is not about perfection. So that's straightforward. And here's the, but the rest, the next part is, the wording is tricky. It is in the becoming that we experience the promises of recovery. And I kind of love that, it, it's really zen. It's like, it's in the being, thank you. I've spoken for five minutes, that went fast. And I, I really like that, with, with one of my, uh, with one of my sponsees in AA, we're actually reading a book that someone wrote. It's called A Zen Approach to the 12 Steps. And he was raised as a Buddhist. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I, I had trouble with the concept of a higher power when I got here because I was raised by two parents who couldn't agree on what which religion to raise us. And so they didn't raise us in any religion. And they, but they didn't stop us. They, you know, they said, oh, go to any, anything you want and we'll drive you there and drop you off, you know, and come get you later. <laughs> and so um, I, and I was the, of the three children in the household, I was the one that was most curious about God. And so I, I used to go to synagogue with one neighbor because I'm one eight, I'm one sixteenth Jewish. And I thought, well, let me check that out. And I didn't really like it too much. And then I, I went to the Episcopal Church with another neighbor and I liked the music, but it, I didn't like the incense. And I went to a Lutheran church with another neighbor. I kind of liked that. And, um, but in the end, I sort of came to the conclusion that for me, a higher power is, is what I get when I listen to people. It's sort of the, it's the community ha I have with others and the wisdom I get when I listen to other people and listen to the different opinions that people have and I can synthesize my own opinion. And it's just sort of being open to, to hearing. Um, and it has to do with just being. 
you know, it's, it's, it is kind of a Zen approach to life. And so I really like that. And I really like this, um, this reminder that it's not about perfection because there's a saying, I don't know who, I don't know where it comes from, but you know, um, perfection is the enemy of progress. That's one saying about perfection. Another saying is, you know, perfection leads to procrastination, leads to um, paralysis. Um, and I can relate to both of those comments about perfection. And I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And, um, and what I try to do these days is I try to just, you know, do the best I can do for today. And I try not to think about, you know, sort of a five-year strategic plan for my life. Because I used to actually write that down. Mm-hmm. I used to have a written five-year strategic plan with a three-year sort of shorter-term plan and a one-year to-do list. And that doesn't really work very well. It, it might work well for like a, a venture capital business plan, which I sometimes write as well in the work I do, but it doesn't work for my, how I run my own life. So I, I, I sort of have goals and I, and I have ideas of what they might be. And I, I think it's good to have goals, but then, you know, like today it was cold and rainy and I, and I you know, I, I have, I'm a self-employed consultant and I work in, investing and I work in ethical investing and I have one kind of main client right now that's kind of demanding and it has to do with proxy voting and when you own shares you can vote for and against certain things and right now it's proxy season so it's really busy and I and I sort of thought okay I need to do that for four hours today and it's cold and rainy so I'm going to work from home I'm not going to go to uh, any one of the three kind of co-working spaces that I that I sometimes use and and I got a lot done. It was really great. But then it was four hours. I set my timer. Four hours was done. And I was like, great. I now have to, like, my toilet's broken. I've got to buy a, one of those things. So I went to Lowe's. And I did, you know, I did all the, I had a few projects I had to do. And I, and I had a really productive day. And I didn't get everything done that I wanted to do. But it was, that's okay. And I, I kind of wanted to, you know, do more preparation for what I was going to say today about perfectionism and the big red book. But I, you know, I sort of decided this morning I would talk about that quote, and, and um, yeah, and that's that's it. So, so yeah, I my recovery from perfectionism is kind of working out pretty well. I uh, I give myself a break. You know, a, a big thing I learned in my ACA recovery is that it's really different from AA recovery. Um, uh, in AA, I. I'm recovering from a disease that I have. It's, it's alcoholism. And in ACA, I'm recovering from the, the shrapnel of the disease that my father had. And um, it's a very different process. And, um, uh, and the main, you know, the 12 steps have been really, really uh, helpful to me. Basically, I came to ACA with a friend. Five minutes left, great. And we were both uh, Al-Anon friends. And in fact, I w- I'd been his Al-Anon sponsor. So we'd been through the 12 steps together in Al-Anon. And he started going to ACA and he said, oh, there's this other program that's really great. It kind of drills down a bit deeper into the stuff we worked on in Al-Anon. And, uh, and maybe it'll, it'll be helpful to you too, because you know, he knew my story and he knew my father was an alcoholic. So I went with him to, a, to an ACA meeting out in Huntington, Long Island, where we where we both grew up. And uh, I was out there a lot uh, four years ago because my 
father was dying and I was spending, you know, a few days a week out there. It was a living amend. And, uh, and we went to this meeting and he'd gone a few times already and we both bought the yellow workbook which derives from the red book and it's, kind of, it's, this, it's chapter seven of the red book but then expanded with questions and answers and, and exercises and you get to draw things and fill out charts. And, and we said, let's do this together. So over the next year, he and I went through the yellow workbook together and we, we met every week uh, for a year, and I think out of the 52 weeks of the year, we missed two weeks. So we were both diligent and committed, and like, like even on vacation, we called. You know, like I was on vacation in Maine for a few weeks, and I we we had a phone session instead of in person. And but we usually met in person. And the going through those that workbook together was fantastic. And you know, we kind of muddled through it together. We weren't experts. We weren't perfect. We we kind of thought that certain questions were stupid, and we crossed them out. And, <laughs> you know. And certain questions are stupid, I have to say. I mean, these books are written by humans. They're, they're not like Moses didn't, you know, they weren't handed by God on a tablet to someone, uh, to, to Tony A. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you think a sentence is stupid, allow yourself to think, a, cross it out, you know. Um, and so that was great. And I did the 12 steps. And then I, you know, one thing I had to overcome, a big resistance point I had in ACA recovery were all those people that talked about their inner child. I was like, oh my God, do I, you know, that's so like, ugh. And now all I do is talk about my inner child. You know, I, I, it was a big, I was like, oh, don't they know about the steps? That's where the recovery is. And I, I had to really soften up and learn about my, I, I prefer to call it my authentic self. I relate more to that term than inner child. So I call it my authentic self, but I'm really, getting in touch with who that person is. And, and I have images of, of Christian as a little boy. And you know, when it was Mother's Day on Sunday, my brother and sister and I, my sister lives in Toronto, my brother lives in Connecticut. We've all been in different 12-step different programs at different times in our lives. And we kind of, we all, we have a kind of a robust um, uh, conversation among us. And we were like emailing each other's fo photographs. My brother has most of them and like, and like, he's like, oh, this is a great one from when we were kids. I was like, no, but I'm, I'm not smiling in that one. So, okay, here's another one. And we were just la laughing about what we looked like as children. And, and I can look back at my childhood and really be kind of happy about a lot of it as well. You know, it wasn't all bad. And, uh, and I'm learning what it is to be a loving parent. So a big part of my recovery, like even in the last few months, is when the critical parent voice surfaces, I hear it as the critical parent voice and I catch it out and I said, nah, -uh. that's, I'm not gonna, please, please, uh, please, please be quiet. And I seek out a loving parent voice instead and that voice is starting to become more regular and more consistent and uh, one minute left. And, you know, I, I went out and to the, to the New York Public Library, I have a library card and I borrowed some books on parenting. I mean, I don't have children, so. I don't, even, I don't even know if parents read books on parenting. I don't think mine did, but, but I went out and I read some books on parenting. Like, what does it mean to be a loving parent? Like if I had kids and I, I, I was chatting with a, a, an ACA friend in Miami this morning and she has two teenage boys and she's like, you know, she's like, I have this mama bear instinct towards my two teenage boys and I'm starting to apply that same mama bear instinct to myself. I'm like, oh, so I don't have children, but I, I have nephews and I have friends with kids who I, I'm close to and I, 
definitely have a little bit of a papa bear instinct. And I'm like, well, what if I applied that to myself? You know, that's kind of a cool concept. So, you know, yes, the 12 steps are really important and I, and I apply them to my life today and I recommend people do them in groups or one-on-one. -on -one. And I have, you know, I have a few sponsees here and I have one in Sweden. We, we have a, a weekly Skype call and we're on step five. And, um, but I also think it's important to do the other work. And there's a, like there's a chapter on employment in that red book that's been really helpful to me. And there's a chapter on the loving parent, chapter eight, that I've started to read a lot lately. So there's a lot to it, a lot of dimensions to recovery. Um, and that's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.